0: In real life, when people are married, they separate at times. Sometimes people don't have, they, they're not raised by both of their parents or whatever. Some some things happen, but in the LGBT community, people look at your family dynamic different when natural life happens. And it's like, all right, so for example, with me, I was in a relationship five years, going on six, had my son, ended up separating right after I had my son. But people, one of two things, people look at me like, oh, why are you still co-parenting with somebody that? um because they inseminated me um
1: because- what's up everybody and welcome to the queerly black show what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the queerly black show i'm your host ashley i'm here y'all with the real stud mom the real yeah. stud mom that's like you know i don't know i just feel like it's a whole bunch of swag in that like the real <laughs> stud mom like you know you take your baby to the park and they're like oh you know he's he's so cute but you cute too though so like what's up like i just feel <laughs> like all swag in that like tell the people about yourself
0: oh man uh- so my name is Kay, also known as a real step mom. I have a one-year-old, two-year-old toddler. His name is Cairo, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Marcy Projects to be exact. All right, Jay-Z. Yeah.
1: It's my guy. <laughs> Love Jay, man. So you from New York, man. Yeah. That's different. That's different. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's different, man. Um, yeah, so, man. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of swag in that. Like for real, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm from Jersey, so like you okay. know, I I know like you know New York people from. I mean, I take pride in being from Jersey, but like people from New York, it's not it's not even about taking pride in being from New York. It's like where are you from in New York? Like
0: uh-huh. a stop
1: on the train, like uh-huh. <laughs> like it get real specific. Like people don't play. You know what I mean? People from New York don't play, but uh I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on. Um, like I do with every guest, we're gonna get started. When was the first time you encountered your sexuality?
0: Like just just the fact that I like like the same sex. That you like girls. That that that, that you hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me that
1: you like the joints. <laughs> that was the
0: second grade.
1: Second grade. That
0: was, yeah.
1: Yeah, you remember your
0: first crush? Yeah, actually, it was a teacher in second grade. Like, I was like, yo, this lady is beautiful. I don't know why I got a crush on her. Like, it was that weird. And I I didn't know it was a crush at the time. I'm just like, yo, just smiling. Like, every time she says something to me, just blushing. I'm like, yo, what's wrong? And then I'm like, nah, she's beautiful. But from then on, it's like I'm realizing that different, like, females around me, I'm like, I find very attractive. And I'm like, dang. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know like did, did you
1: recognize it as a crush then? Or did you just like think like I just like this teacher?
0: Like with the teacher, I didn't think it was a crush because I'm like, you know, I'm young and she was yeah. But I knew it was some type of attraction because I was like, yo, she's making me blush too much. But when I started to like have friends who were like females and um in my classroom and stuff like that, and we were like like play I would say we would flirt because like the way they were like you know playing around with me I'm thinking it's like, right so I was just like you, nah, play, you play, play, play
1: with me the wrong way you right <laughs> I'm like too loud, like, <laughs> too loud. <laughs> to <play. laughs> I
0: love I-, I was in love but nah I that yeah. I- I at an early age
1: yeah and uh so for you um you know how how was that for you growing up in New York um obviously you know New York is like one of the uh top three four places to be queer and you know be proud and not feel like you know or at least let me put it this way perception right like is that you live you know people travel to new york live in new york to get away from like their small town in x because there's a bigger diversity bigger group of people but talk about your personal journey about like being being in your family and like how that was because I think that's also very different like I'll give you an example I live in LA right so LA is the same as New York like people come here to you know be able to live their kind of open free life but like there are people who are from Englewood right or like Compton and they have their family who ain't with the shit you know what I mean like their family's not with it so like talk about your personal family and like your journey in New York.
0: You know what? It's so weird and awkward to explain because I never had, like, I had, like, indirect issues. So, like, for example, there's people in my family who are, like, uh, already in the life, but nobody speaks of it. So, like, my family is not one of those families who are, like, vocal about, like, their feelings, their emotions, their relationship life, like, they don't talk about stuff like that. But you know when somebody is, like, in the same-sex relationship or you could, you could tell, like, somebody's a stud or masculine-present, whatever you want to call it. So, like, my aunts, I have two aunts who are, like, masculine-presenting or whatever, and I grew up around them. I actually wanted them to partially raise me. And so, like, um, I never thought nothing of it because I seen her. I never saw it was a problem. Nobody talked about it. Nobody spoke about it. So I never saw it as a problem. I think I was about, like, 18 when I realized that – um. My family would my family like outlook and perspective on it because like my mom and my stepdad will watch like Medea shows and or like the news would come on about some LGBTQ stuff and they'll make like bad comments about it in my head. I'm like, Dad, that's crazy. Like, you know, I never knew that this was even a thing because everybody in my family is like very like diverse when it comes to relationships and nobody talks about it. But from that perspective, it made me a little shy to like bring somebody home and be okay and present myself as such. It was never a conversation in terms of like, oh, I like girls. It was just like life happened as I got older and I started to have more freedom. They saw what I was around, who I was around. And then like, I think probably when I had my son, it just told it all. So it was kind of like that. It wasn't like a, a sit down, like, yo, mom, I'm, I, I like girls type of thing.
1: Yeah. So did you like you recognize that your aunts were uh, queer and like, did you ever ask about that? Like in, in your own, you just, it just was what it
0: was yeah like you know what because i never grew up like that like i never grew up with my family being open and like asking questions and like questioning somebody's lifestyle and stuff like that everybody just did their own thing nobody really worried about the next person so
1: good so let's talk about like being in the community right And like the different uh you know people within the community um what has been your experience with like uh the diversity of the of the different people, so like you mentioned like people could be in a community but against the community um what 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 does that mean to you
0: oh yeah so what i was what I was basically saying is that like for example, me having a, a son right, so people live in this fairy tale world of like all right, when you do insemination or if you're in an LGBT community and you have a child that this family dynamic is gonna stay together forever. Like, even if you marry, you marry, you have a kid, it's never gonna end. They can never end, like, no matter what. In real life, when people are married, they separate at times. Sometimes people don't have, they, they're not raised by both of their parents or whatever. Some, some things happen, but in the LGBT community, people look at your family dynamic different when natural life happens. And it's like, all right, so for example, with me, I was in a relationship five years, going on six, had my son ended up separating right after I had my son. But people one of two things. People look at me like, oh, why are you still co-parenting with somebody that um because they inseminated me? Um, because this is how life happens. Like, but be- because it wasn't a biological thing, you're being prejudiced a little bit against your own kind by saying like, why would you be co parenting there's no biological connection. So it's like, what if somebody told you there's no biological connection between your wife and you, who's yeah. like in a relationship. So the relationship don't make a biological connection, baby. So it's like People will say, like, oh, how are you co-parenting? Oh, how are you doing? Or, like, if there's problems within co-parenting, it's like, well, I would have just took the kid. It's easy to do that. But, like, when you are mature, it's like, well, of course, anybody can run with a kid because they can't take me to court. But is that okay? Yeah. And I, don't, I can't, I can't, I don't feel right now. If that person does something to harm my child or if that person tells me that they don't want to be his parent or something, that's a different story. But if they are struggling with being a parent, that's something that co-parenting is for like you communicate people argue people go sometimes without speaking like that happens but i can't take back the fact that this already happened and so of course people think because i'm in a same-sex relationship it's like you could just erase it and start over call somebody else's mom mentally that's not okay for me that's not something that i I could you know i'm saying but i'm also human so then i get into a relationship and the relationship that I'm in now happened by accident. Actually, we was like regular friends and we get on the phone, we talking about stuff for so many hours. And then you grow an attraction to somebody. And it's like, well, do I stop being human because I have a kid now? Or do I say like, let human, you know what I'm saying? Let life happen. And so like, regardless of what you could be single for 10 years, meet somebody for five, introduce them to your child still don't go right. So I realized that like, you just gotta let go and let go. Like if if it's meant to be, it'll be. And regardless of what you teach your child how to build relationships, and and then it takes maturity to maintain those relationships after. If that's the thing, am I gonna be introducing my son to like so many different females? No. But if this doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. People are gonna come and go in his life regardless. Like of if they're biological aunts, uncles, cousins, like, and he has to learn how to deal with that separation. So. It's going to build his character as well am i going to purposely put him in a situation to be hurt no but that happened life happened and i decided to go um along with my relationship however i also didn't decide to like just say oh that's his mom oh now we're married oh now i have i could replace this other person it's like nah. like any other relationship you got a stepmom you got a stepdad. if that person decides to marry you or you love on that kid like it's your own regardless if y'all married if y'all just talking if you meet somebody kid, and you love them you love on them like so the way I like to compare it is like you go to school you meet a teacher sometimes you go to school and you have teachers who feel or who who treat you like um like they're your mom right and then you graduate and that feeling of hurt is there but you realize that that person wasn't really your parent y'all have to separate they treated you like a child they still gonna love you like a child but now the time has come when you have to move forward but you still have that relationship that relationship don't go nowhere right like you just have it in a different way you're not gonna see this person every day anymore but you can find out how to see them whenever it is you know what i'm saying convenient for yeah. the both of y'all and so like i don't know i think people think too hard about labels and then they want me to be like well since so i'm in a relationship that f the person that intimidated me this is mom and this is the family in order for me to consider the family this is how you have to start your journey and it's like, nah, I'm in a phase of, I'm in a relationship, I'm happy in my relationship. When it gets to the phase of marriage, then I'll present my relationship as such in terms of his stepmom and all of this other stuff. But my girlfriend loves him as if he, he's her own. And that's natural love. So you don't stop yeah. natural.
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't know. But I don't, yeah. accept, It's a lot of controversy in terms of that. So I just don't even talk about it.
1: Nah, I respect that. I think, um... It, it is something that, like, you see in, you know, different, um you've seen, like, different examples of it, you know, I think Damo and Chrissy's probably the best example of just, like, you know, they, obviously, everyone saw that Dominic was conceived out of that relationship, um and for whatever reason, I think, you know, we don't know what happens behind the scenes, right, but, like, you see that in the very beginning, you know, he's going back and forth between the both of them, and then at one point, he's only with Domo, right, but, like, you look at that situation and it's like, first of all, we don't know what happened. Right. And I think that, you know, Domo being his mom, as any mother would do, or any parent would do just because, just because she's the biological parent, you know, I think from a documentation, a legal perspective, that's, that was the leverage that she had in that situation is because that was, because on paper, he was also her kid. Right. Like that kind of changed that dynamic a little bit, but when, even if it was a mother and a father in a heterosexual relationship, if the father was not fit, the mother would get primary custody. She would go and make sure her kid was in a safe environment. But if not, the father's going to step up and say, that's my kid. We're going to co-parent. You can do this one. We can do this one way or the other. We can agree or we could go to court and we can figure the schedule out. Right. So there's no different than being in a a, a same-sex relationship you know I was you know um me and my wife are married obviously and so legally I'm the other I'm the other child's parent because we are married right and so there's like precedence in terms of legality because that's what people always talk about but we were together when the kid is I have no expectation of not raising this child irregardless of what the future holds right like this kid has no biological connection to me this kid will not view me any less of his mother than the person that gave birth to him right you know so I I totally identify I totally understand like that perspective and I do think it's very limited in scope but I think that also to play devil's advocate even to our own community right there's a lot of concepts that even are hard for people within our community and you know I talk about like even within us like we're not all the same right and so like there's limiting perspectives for people who don't identify with different journeys. So like people can't understand, like I think the two top things are like transgender and bisexual. Like if you like from a surface level of like not being able to understand. It's like, I don't get that because bisexual you're being greedy and transgender, I just don't understand. Pronouns, they, then, like I don't get it, right? There's these things that are in this gray area. And I think that family dynamics, same sex family dynamics is one of them because they're becoming more of them right before it wasn't even really a thing but now it's like you see a married couple a same-sex couple who has kids and then they separate and it's like well what about the kids well what would happen with the kids if it was a heterosexual relationship we'd figure that shit out because we're adults you know we'll we'll you know understand so I think it's super mature to take those concepts and be able to apply to your situation and I think it's it is crazy that people would expect like how much how traumatic is that even for a kid like this person is your parent. And then regardless of age, two, three, four, whatever, right? It, how traumatic to not to have this person every day. And then now you don't have them at all. You know, like that's crazy. That's like completely bogus, you know? So, but it is true. You know, people definitely have um, limiting beliefs and we even have a long way to go within our own community, you know? So it's, it's tough. It, it,
0: it is. And I think that people... No, why there's a lot of gray areas because people focus so much on what's right and wrong, opposed to focusing on what means to just mind your business. If you don't understand it, Oof. I didn't have to say just mind your business. It have nothing to do with you. Like, I don't understand is like so much criticism. And lately, I've been seeing like oh my gosh, about the nails. Like, if you got your nails done, are you really a stud? Or if you got the... And then all these different labels, the stud, the stem, the stepdad, the step... Some people want to be... Even tomorrow, tomorrow's Father's Day. Some people prefer to be saying happy... Some people prefer for you to say Happy Father's Day to them. I'm not one of those people. But let me live. Like, don't call me a fake stud. Don't call me a fake masculine presenting mom. Don't call me... I'm none of the above. I, I honestly only call myself the real stud mom because I, I, I... <laughs> I made that name an LLC because of the backlash I was getting about being a stud mom. So people gave me that label. When I first came out with my son, I always used to preach. I don't like labels. Everybody pop mess about it. Like everybody has so much to say about it. All right. So y'all want me to obtain this label so, label so much. Now I'm the real stud mom. Now like, I'm a reclaim. I'm a claim. I'm, it. It. I'm a just, and
1: I'm i I'm, I'm a reclaim that. Yeah.
0: And so it's like, do i think i'm the only one and only the real no but people they want to make whatever they want to make out of it so some people will say oh she thinks she's the only stud that's doing this i don't actually i just have this name and i love it like has nothing to do with what i think top 10 no i don't yeah i put my son and i post what i enjoy to do with him i don't do it because i'm the top stud because i know everything it's plenty of people that dm me about oh, I want to do IVF, or oh, I am I got PS, uh, PCOS, and oh, I'm having fertility. I'm not a fertility clinic. Like, and so it's like, I'm not preaching because I want y'all to believe that I know exactly what to do in this community. However, I do want to raise awareness. I do want to Ensure people that they're not alone because a lot of people also dm me and say like yo i didn't want to say nothing but me and my child's mom is not together and the person that i'm currently dating thinks that we had this thing going on because i i have a choice and i'm making the choice to allow them in their life and it's like well you have a choice to also not talk to somebody who don't understand your lifestyle like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like up front like you don't have to be with me if you think truly deep down inside that i want this person that you know i wasn't with when you met me and i'm co-parenting because this is the lifestyle that i got myself into because every nobody knows like when i when i decided to have my son i would not if i would have known that things would be like this i would not have had had him like at that moment and yeah. like you know I and mean? he it's heterosexual people who say the same
1: thing right, if i like, knew this joker was about to right. go out here and like on yes. me like this i would have never had no kids right. what's so, the difference i so,
0: <laughs> don't, don't know but mm-hmm. you, you make what life hand you and you and you make the best of it and everybody's not for that like you don't have to be yeah. for that keep it moving
1: yeah. So you, so you said, uh, just to go back a little bit. So you were in uh, your relationship, your last relationship, the the relationship your son was conceived out of for five, six years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, how old was your son? Like when you guys uh, separated or decided to separate?
0: Uh, so we were like, he was like five months, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we still mm-hmm. like co-parented. Like she had him for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I had him for the we day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that. things got real rocky as he got older and then with like any other co-parents I know people in heterosexual relationships and I only bring it up because people can relate to that more I know people in heterosexual relationships whose father was gone for 10, 12, 13, 14 years people would be in the air like make it up Mm -hmm. make it up doesn't matter what time was lost let him be a dad let him be a dad so but when it happens in this community it's like oh she was gone for two months why would you ever Ah." and it's like yo I just don't get it like you know what I'm saying
1: yeah like absolutely
0: things is like ridiculous so it's like I live my life depending on however I want to live live it when my son is in harm's way or if I feel like something is unhealthy for him I'll make that decision but I'm not making a decision based on what people want me to do so
1: right. yeah. so so you guys um you know I mean you don't gotta tell all your business but like when you uh separated I'm sure there was like you know those those parts of it that are not fun and you know what was your process uh on both of you both of you guys um of being mature enough to say this is both of our child and we both want to equally you know you know be in his life and you could talk about like you know if you know from a timeline perspective is he three right he's three now right I think two yeah so you can talk like timeline like you know you guys broke up here and you know there was a little bit of time in there or whatever and then you know we had to work through some stuff and like you know just talk through that process because I think it is healthy for people to understand too like like two like it it doesn't really matter what happens but like I acknowledge in all of it that this is our child
0: right and so my first thing was to make sure that she's making a choice and not feeling forced so when we started to have problems it was just like it was real early still um for my son so I I said I had a conversation like yo I want you to be honest like do you want to do you think this is too difficult for you to parent him like and do you feel like you still want to parent him before he gets too old and start realizing that you know what I'm saying that you're his other parent and then and then you disappear and do all these things so I gave this person a choice because obviously both of us didn't know we would be separated. And even if we, we we made it, we had a conversation because we talk about those things before and the conversation was that if we do separate, we'll still co-parent the best way that we can and make sure that we're mature about it. And so it was more so like, yo, I know we made that agreement, but I don't want you to feel forced because you decided that you made that agreement and now it may be too hard for you or you might not know your kids is older. So you might not even remember how to like do this and he's still young and you're trying to do it on your own. If you feel like you can't live up to this responsibility, you still have a choice, even though it will suck you have a choice. I didn't say that even though it was suck part, but I made it to where she would feel comfortable saying like, yo, I don't want to, like, it's not working. Like I can't handle it. And so the choice was that she wanted to still be involved as his parent. Now the problems came into the situation because she don't parent the way I parent and she don't parent according to the expectations that I had. And when I tell you that I'm an active parent I'm an active parent and I don't expect everybody to parent the way that I parent but I do have expectations when it comes to parenting and, and, and when it comes to my son's safety and his well-being and so those are the things that we bumped head on and like even to this day we still bump head on communication and like and things that should be happening and you know what there's a lot of things that go wrong so much so that deep down in my heart if I was a messed up person I would have been sashed my son away because I know I could do it but I also have a side of my heart who's mature, and I know that not everybody even knows how to parent. So instead of me giving you the leisure, now you can parent, but now you have to parent under certain circumstances because you don't get that freedom no more because now his safety is involved, his health is involved, his well-being is involved. And just like a heterosexual relationship, if somebody is an unfit father to your liking, even if they disappear, the moment that they decide to take you to court, the judge is going to allow them to see their kid under certain circumstances like right yeah. So,
1: supervised visitation
0: right supervised visitation or it might just be that you can get him for an hour or two until yeah. you start to prove yourself and mm-hmm. so those are the things that I put in place like no court did that but I'm gonna do it because I'm not gonna take away your right I'm gonna let you take away it yourself if you really feel like you don't want to do it so if you love my son enough then you'll respect that like yo I did a lot of wrong things that really was not okay for this little boy's safety or for this little boy's mental health and so I'm going to step up as a parent and do these little things to rebuild this relationship with him. So if that means I have to sacrifice and, and only spend an hour with him or two hours with him, or he can't spend the night in my house right now, then I'm going to take that just to prove that I want to be his parent and I'm going to earn that again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's how I live my life. Like, yeah. you're not getting him on weekends no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get him for a little bit in the daytime so y'all can maintain that relationship. But I don't think you mature enough for the weekend thing yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you have to earn his trust, too. Like, he has to want to go with you again. Like, he has to not want to crowd for me. He has to have a relationship with you that's so strong that he is willing to say, like, I want to spend the night. But I let him, he's old enough to make those decisions. He don't want to stay, he don't stay. He want to go, he goes. He ready to come home, he come home. That's
1: it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same thing. Like, it's it's no, you know, it's it's no different than, uh, you know, a heterosexual relationship. But shout out to you for being mature, because, you know, I even see like, um, I was in, this was probably uh, like a month ago, I saw a story and um, it was one of them little places where, you know, they ain't really too fond of queer people, um, but it was like a mom who had like taken her uh, kid, she was married, and the other mom like signed a birth certificate and everything. And they got divorced. So she took the kid away like she was going so far to get the name removed from the birth certificate and everything like, it was crazy. And I was just like, man, you know, it's just unfortunate that in this community, even us in relationships think that that's like An option like that's crazy, you know what I'm saying, just because of biology. But how many people are adopted? How many people are you know have a what we call you know they have their made up family or you're you know you created your family, and you wouldn't want nobody to take you away, you know, unless of of course if you're in harm's way or something's going wrong. Yeah, absolutely, nobody expects you to stay in that situation. But at the same time, it's like you know we're all human and humans have connections. Our spirits connect when we cross paths. We know that energy. Like, I know that I've, you know, I met you before. I've been in your life. You can, you know, even now, right, living in LA, I go home, you know, a couple of times a year. I can see one of my friends from elementary school and be like, yo, like, our spirits have crossed for a period of time, but we haven't seen each other for 15, 20 years. But like, you was my homie. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's a part of life. And so it's just crazy that, you know, people think that, like... I don't care, they don't, you ain't related, so you just whatever, so it's just wild, but um, to transition a little bit, so femininity, right, so I think you and I relate in, sense, uh, in a sense that I look like this, but I'm very much a woman, right, like I'm not a man, I'm not trying to be a man, I'm not trying to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, for, for everyone who that's their journey, but being in this space right on this on the spectrum of femininity being in this spot <laughs> is sometimes challenging because and you I'm this probably happens to you too uh you know people call you he or people you know don't you know uh they'll say things that are very much like oh yeah you got it you you know what I'm saying you it's like that energy of like <laughs> it's like I'm a man <laughs> like I'm so not a man right, right. like I honor who I am as a woman I honor that part of me I am very much she I am you know I don't get offended when people do it like he because I understand why that's happening like you haven't loaded my profile you don't see that you know my boobs are bigger than any woman who wearing a tube top ever you know what I'm saying you haven't loaded my profile I'm gonna give you that right but it is challenging because people associate you when you're making connections with masculinity or a man like oh yeah you want to go over there with the fellas like I don't drink beer I don't want to go sit with them like I want a martini with you know I'm saying some sugar on the rim like that's me I'm not trying to you know watch football all fucking day on Sunday like that's not my vibe right like I want to watch you know HGTV like I got some DIY projects I'm working on you know so talk about your journey with like um, being able to live into your particular you know uh, style of who you are
0: I don't really define, you know what? I think that I surround myself, I have a bad habit. And it's, 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 I'm acknowledging that it's a bad habit. I have like this low tolerance thing. So if I, I don't expect nobody to, to address me no other way than what they assume, right? Because that's what natural humans do. When they see you, they you're judging the book by its cover. So whatever it is that you think this person may feel like or look like, you're going to assume. Now, when I tell you though, what I am, do, would like to be called as, and you do otherwise I just don't mess with you no more I don't associate myself with you I don't surround myself with you because I don't want to feel uncomfortable in your presence for being myself so I feel like natural things gonna happen like oh he especially at the doctor's office like when I went up when I went my son sometimes I have on my sweater they can't see my boobs supposedly can't see my boobs and um it's like, a, you know, he thing or like sir thing. And it's like, all right, but I'm going I'm to address it. And then the next time you do it, I'm going to report you or we're going to have to get a lawsuit going or something like that for discrimination but um, or stereotyping. So I feel like when it comes to femininity, I don't really, I really have a hard time with caring about what people think. So I really don't even explain myself. Now, when I'm in a relationship, I know a lot of times with my girlfriend, what she's learning about me is that. I don't do a lot of things based on a label or like uh, agenda or like I feel like I do it because I'm more masculine. I genuinely am myself. And it's society that says, well, you act like this. So you a tomboy, you act like this. So you gay. you act like this. So you want to be a man. And it's like, yo, I can't help this. Like I really am doing whatever it is that I want to do as a person. And that makes me comfortable, but not because of a gender role. So there's things where I'm, there's days where I'm like, nah, I would prefer you not, like the daddy thing, for example, a lot of stuff that she's talked to before was comfortable with the whole daddy thing, like, and so in the beginning, she asked me, like, you know, and I'm like, nah, that's not my thing, like, we joke around and say, but, like, I wouldn't prefer you to call me that, like, you know, and so I think it's a learning experience, people ask, and I think the one thing that I love about my girlfriend is that she's asking to learn instead of assuming, you know what I'm saying?
1: For somebody on their own queer journey. What advice do you
0: have for them? For somebody that's on their own um, queer,
1: journey. queer journey, queer journey.
0: So yeah, queer, LGBT. Yo, the best thing you could do is just be comfortable with who you are. Cause when you are comfortable with yourself, nobody can stop your flow. Like if you wake up in the morning and you okay with this and you okay with who you are, then nobody really matters. Like honestly for a long, long time. And even sometimes now, like I have a bad habit of like getting a little, a little shaken up about how my family will perceive certain things or like will feel now I post on social media. First of all, it's it's hard for them not to see it because sometimes you you go viral on certain things. Like everybody on social media, they're going to see. Like, so it's like, I'm okay with me though. So I'm in a better space and I don't care who criticizes it, like what they think about it. And like, I'm just good. Same thing with my son, same thing with my lifestyle, the same thing with the way that I had him, like the comments that people say, like he's going to hate me, I'm going to hell, like insemination, I I had him in a factory, like all these things, like, and it's like, the love that my son gives me, nobody can ever like. You know, what I'm saying compete mm-hmm. or compare.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Tell the people they can find you.
0: The real stepmom on everything, man. I um on 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 YouTube though. I had to make it a little different. So it's the life of the real stepmom, and I'm gonna start posting way more now that my semester is over and summertime is about to get active. Um, on Instagram at the real stepmom. And you'll probably see the real step mom in the real step mom store, because I also have merchandise that I'm going to get back into semesters over. I'm tapping back into that. Um, and on TikTok, the real step mom.
1: Dope, and if, man. You're
0: from Berkeley, if you're from New York city and you want a haircut, I'm a barber as well. So you can find me at K styles Barber on Instagram as well.
1: Dope. Go get y'all haircut. All right, <laughs> man. Thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate you sharing your story, being open, being transparent i um, definitely going to help somebody. And uh, yeah, hey, amen. Y'all already
0: know. It's another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.